Hello there. So I'm back with my review of episode 4 of Secret Invasion. So this will be my review and spoiler talk as ever as I do with these shows. The first part of the review will just be my general non-spoiler thoughts, just my general opinion on the episode. And then we'll go into spoilers, but there'll be plenty of warning before we go into any spoilers beforehand. So, overall, again, I, th- I think this show is pretty good. I mean, I like it. I don't love it. And this was another example. I have my pros and my cons with it. And I do think my pros are outweighing the cons. Uh, I think this episode kind of showed up again. I think I think I like this episode better than last week's one. And I do think we're kind of moving forward a bit better. But again, I can sort of see why... I've, I've mentioned this before the last couple of weeks. I can sort of see why this is the type of show that if you kind of lost a lot of interest in the MCU... It's not going to do anything to bring you back. That's kind of what my thoughts have been on this. And again, this kind of amplified this even further. But um, yeah, I mean, this episode was like 37 minutes. And the first, again, kind of like last week, the first part of the episode just kind of just was just there. It didn't really do much for me. It got better as it it got along. And it's almost like the weaknesses were still there. But the things that I like, we're still there as well. It's kind of like it's not really progressing much in many ways for that. I do think the last five, ten minutes of this episode were well done, quite exciting, and it sets things up going forward. But it depends on how they capitalize on it going forward. So overall, I like it, but it's it's not great. And I, I, do, I like it. I do think this week's episode was a bit better than last week. Possibly even better than the second week's episode. I still think the first episode is the best of the series for me. But, um, yeah. But I, I've got my issues with it. I do think it's kind of dreary at times. And it's borderline depressing. I know some people say Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is depressing. And things. I never really felt that when I seen it. But... I kind of feel it with us a little bit. I do. I do. It just. It, it just seems to be a bit. Uh, you know. I, I don't know. But I will say one thing though. I know a lot of people will say, "Oh, everything from the MCU is the exact same. It's all the same. This and the same that. Blah blah blah." At least they're trying something kind of different. And I know. Even when I seen the trailers, I was kind of saying, "Oh yeah, this could be like a Winter Soldier or Civil War type show." Look, it's nowhere near that type of quality. It's the same vibe they're going for, but it's nowhere near that type of quality. And of course, with it, with those films, the Russo brothers were like Joe and Anthony Russo were directing them. Whereas this, you can kind of see they're trying to do the same thing, but it feels like a cut rate version of it. I know it's kind of kind of a shame, kind of sad to say that about something like, but you know, I shouldn't really be saying that, but especially with a streaming show, but it kind of is feeling a bit like that. But, you know, I will say this on a massive positive. The actors are massive, really good. Anytime Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn have a scene together, it's always good. Anytime Samuel L. Jackson and Don Cheadle have a scene together, it's always really good. But, you know, we'll go. We'll get into the spoilers now. So if you haven't seen the episode... Uh, then I'll, and, and, and this is another thing before I even go into the spoilers and this is another thing I've touched upon in the last week or so again there's very little chat about this on social media if you go into Twitter hardly anyone's talking about this it's like and it's and, and you know you heard about the, the viewing figures were the second lowest for a Marvel Disney 
Disney Plus TV show after like only just beating Ms. Marvel for the first episode, and it's kind of coming across in social media because I, I only just watched it today. It's not like you get to Wednesday if you can't watch it as soon as it comes out. It's like, oh no, I have to stay off social media. Somebody's going to spoil it, and I'm like, nah, I'm just not seeing people talking about it. Maybe it's because of this whole For You tab thing that's came onto Twitter, which, to be fair, I don't think Elon Musk's a twat, but that's one of the few good things he's actually done because I've gotten a lot of good things out of this, especially out of the Margot Robbie, Barbie Premier stuff, loving that, motherfucks, loving that, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. But, um, yeah, but in theory, though, I should be seeing these types of things because I'm into these types of shows and things, and I interact with a lot of these things, but... I'm I'm just not seeing a lot of people talking about this, but oh well, never mind. Anyway, we're going into spoilers now, so if you haven't seen the episode, just beware. I'm going into spoilers now, as of now. So last week's episode, like Amelia Clark's character apparently gets killed, and we all knew she wasn't killed. Alright, okay, fine. So it wasn't exactly a riveting cliffhanger at the start at the end of last week's episode, because you you knew she was coming back, and right enough. Right at the start of this week's episode, we we find out she's fine. She went and got went read the mind of some scientist or whatever, and got all the super stuff, super scroll stuff. So she's fine. So yeah, uh, a shit cliffhanger from last week was even shitter at the start of this week. So yeah, complete waste of time. So um, yeah, honestly, <laughs> whatever. That that didn't get this episode off to the most riveting start. So you seen like uh, Fury's wife in the church. Um, you know, you've got uh, Rhodey comes in, basically starts talking shit about him, and uh, talking about how he got fired and things like that. And th- th- this was a really stupid reference as well. She talked, uh, she said, "Oh, you fired him," or, or something like that. And he was like, "Huh?" And then just fired him. I DDT'd him off the top rope, like Undertaker style. And I'm like, okay, a little res- wrestling reference here. I don't want to sound like a smart or anything like that. But you know, when the fuck has the Undertaker ever done a DDT off the top rope? what the fuck was that what shit reference that was if he did the walk in the ropes and then smacking them down off the off the rope if that's what they're trying to say but that's not the fucking ddt if you wanted to say i didn't just fire him i just put him down head first tombstone style just like the undertaker bang perfect reference but no they fucked that up so whatever that was stupid of course, Fury's listening in. Then we get this, uh, speaking of stupid, you get this stupid scene where him and his wife in the kitchen later on, and it's like, oh, it's meant to be this big tense thing, talking about the the, the woman that she took over the body of, and then talking about when she died, talking about she'd buried, wanted her to get buried at seeing things. This was so dreary and boring. And then they had this whole thing when they were like trying to shoot each other. They were going, all right, let's just shoot each other. Oh, is it a divorce now or whatever? I honestly thought the scene was fucking stupid. I didn't think this hit the way they intended it to. I just thought this was daft. This could have been really quite tense and really interesting. I thought it was daft. Really wasn't plain for me. I'll say one thing. I mentioned before with Amelia Clark's character last week, they've done absolutely nothing with her. To be fair, this week they actually done the best things done with her, like our scene with uh, Talos, like Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, well, that was really good, actually. That was a good scene, and that was the best I've actually done with her. Really talented actress. And then after that, disappeared. Not in the episode at all after this. But I'll say this, fair play, at least they've done something more, and the best stuff they've done more so far. So, you know, this was actually a pretty good scene. And things. Um, you've, you've also got... <laughs> 
you've got later on, you've got <laughs> this scene I thought was weird at the time, a scroll in the shower, and I was just like, why the fuck are we seeing a scroll in the shower? Who asked for this? Literally nobody. But still, whatever. It's here, it happened. But actually, after that, like, after that, it actually meant for a quite a cool reveal when she, like, swept the thing away, swept the steam away in the mirror and it was revealed to be Rhodey. That was actually quite good. Like I said, the scene with Rhodey and Nick Fury, really good. Really liked it. The, the acting is great. It's actually elevating the material. I actually think the writing's quite stupid here because... Honestly, who who could not suspect Rhodey as a scroll at this point? And I know, of course, Nick Fury does, and he actually plants the thing in his in the drink, the tracking device, and things, so they can go and get him and things. But you know, it's like who this is so stupid. It's like it actually makes the scroll embodying Rhodey really, really fucking stupid because they're meant to be able to read their minds, but he's acting literally nothing like this guy did in previous MCU things. So it's it's just so fucking stupid. It's just you know, and I think the acting is elevating the material here because the pair of them are actually great here. You know, and you've got all and then speaking of stupid, you've got like oh how Rhodey's like saying, Oh yeah, that was you that shot Maria Hill, wasn't it? And you're just like yeah, do you honestly think that nobody would be suspicious of Rhodey talking like like especially Nick Fury being suspicious of Rhodey talking like that when he's never been like that at all? You know, I don't know. Even though, and, and you know, and I think what elevated this was the acting, as I've said. But you know, <laughs> so it's, there's 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 quite a few plot holes you can drive a tank through with this show, anyway, and. And then, of course, we come to the finale, and the finale was exciting. It was really well done. Really, really, one of the first proper big action scene. I actually think there was a couple of good action scenes in the first episode, but they actually done a really good job with this. It was pretty exciting things. You've got the, the president getting uh, escorted away and the missile attack and everything like that. You've got Talos trying to protect him and ends up getting shot. And of course, you've got the, the look in Fury's face as well. He's like, when he realizes the soldier that's got a hold of Talos is like, he, he knows he's a scroll and things like that. And it turns out it's, of course, the main bad guy. Can't remember his name because he's so fucking boring. But, you know, he ends up stabbing Talos. And uh, yeah, that's that. Fury gets the president away, try to get him away for safety. And, you know, it was, it was well staged. It was pretty exciting. It was pretty entertaining. And that's that. So. Yeah, overall, I do, I'm picking holes in this, but there's stuff that I do like in it, but I actually think, like, people like Samuel L. Jackson and John Don Cheadle, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, Amelia Clark as well, and the one scene that she actually had when she had something decent to do is actually elevating this show, but there's a lot of stupidity in it too. I mean, it's pretty entertaining, but this ain't going to go down in the glory days of the MCU, I've got to say that, I've got to say, and maybe it seems harsh saying that, and it, it might have seemed harsh as well, what I was saying about Elemental the other day, even though I actually liked that film, but I'd be talking about how the glory days of Pixar are over, but, you know, and you know, Bob Iger's been coming out saying certain things like that, about how things have been diluted, and especially in Marvel and Star Wars, and he's right, because it's starting to feel like they're not events anymore, there's just too much content in that, and something like this is kind of doing that here and you know I, I do think you know, like Talos probably is dead here and if, if if it's a fake out then it's going to be just another well of course there's no stakes and consequences in the MCU that's what it's going to be it's going to be Ant-Man 3's ending it all over again 
you, you know, it's it's going to be like that. But again, the problem is Ben Mendelsohn has been a real shining light in this show. Such a great actor. The show's always better when he's on screen, but if he's now gone for the last two episodes, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I'm still kind of mixed on things. Like, I'm mixed to positive, because I do like a lot of things about this show. It might not sound like it, the way I'm saying, but, you know, it's kind of... This isn't going to go down in history as one of the best MCU projects, unless the last two episodes do something completely unbelievable and knock it straight out the park. But it's fine for what it is. You know, it's fine. It's starting to watch. I'm sticking it to the end, so... At least that's an improvement on She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel. I'll say that for you. But still, anyway, hoping that'll be better than this is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Hopefully going to see it tomorrow, or if not, it'll be Saturday. Either way, I'll get a review up for that in the next couple of days once I've seen it. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.